the many levels of what happens, even from something basic like decluttering, that's beautiful because clutter can affect you in so many levels. Decluttering can make you more creative, can help your stress levels, your actual stress hormones. This is all science. Uh, Decluttering can do so many things to make you focus more, to make you feel better. One of the reasons why you probably love to clean your home Mm -hmm. completely is that focus that you got and that feeling of being present. All of these things have actual scientific studies behind them now because it's something practical that people could wrap their heads around. Um, And I'm so glad that there are so many studies because it's really propelled people to see, okay, this is important. Like I can't just leave it in the closet, leave it in the garage. I have to actually confront this. Uh, But part of what I think is interesting and what I think is uh, unique about working with feng shui is what happens after you declutter. Mm-hmm. You know, you could condo your house, which is beautiful and amazing, but yeah. then what? Right. Then you have right. all these things to optimize, to energize, to activate, to create. Right. Um, so it's really about creating this whole rather than just eliminating what you don't love. Right. Um, but how do you then structure what you do love? Welcome to Black Belt Beauty Radio, a podcast fueled by a passion to support your journey in developing your most beautiful and optimal performance in life. Each episode is driven with the intention to elevate your mind. When we elevate our mind, we elevate our life. So get ready. It's time to rise. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Black Belt Beauty Radio. This week's guest is another round with Dana Claudette. It's been a while, but Dana is back and I'm so excited to have her back on the show. Dana is what I like to call an energy artist. She's a modern feng shui master who holds a degree in art history from Stanford University. Dana knows how to help her clients harmonize every dimension of their lives from the intentional elevation of their environmental spaces. Dana has so many epic approaches to harmonizing your external environments that are effective and have a massive ripple effect on bringing more harmony into your entire life, which is why I call her an energy artist. So one thing I especially love is her perspective of not just focusing on decluttering and eliminating in your space, but also focusing on enhancing and integrating more representations of what you love and want to feel in your life. There is no doubt the environment we embody is a direct extension of our energy field. It's so vital. We create homes and offices and really anywhere we spend a lot of time in that we are absolutely obsessed with and feel at peace in. Owning in our physical environments will truly empower every area of our lives. So in this episode, we go into depth on some awesome subjects. I'm so excited for you guys to take this in. We talk about things like the evolution of our behaviors and expressions and how they influence the way we manage our physical environments. We discuss cleaning and organizing and how they can produce meditative results. We discuss ways to get stagnant energy in motion to reset our space. So not just externally, but again, internally, breaking through comfort blocks to find abundance. We talk about finding magic and the details and so much more. This is one of those talks you're just going to feel so incredibly 
elevated and empowered by because that's really all of Dana's work, you know, everything from her feng shui work to her emails, like her Instagram. And we talk about that in this episode because, you know, I've been dialed into her for some time now and genuinely, I mean, not only does she have so many incredible skills in all these areas, but she's so consistent. And I love that about her. So be prepared to be inspired. And I just felt like dropping this fun little invitation here. If this episode inspires you, like I think it will, to make some shifts into your home or your office or any space you spend time in, it could, be, it could even be your gym. Um, I would love it if you would take a snapshot of it, so whatever shift that you make in it, share it to your IG stories and tag both Dana and I. Our handles are in the show notes. P.S., that was a sneaky way to challenge you into upgrading your environment. I want you guys to all be feeling good within and out. So before I hit play, my support ask, if you have not already given this podcast a five-star rating review, please do so. There is a link that makes it super easy in the show notes, and it really, really, really does support this podcast to expand and reach more people and elevate them in their lives. So thank you in advance to all who have and will be doing so. All right. Without any more words, please enjoy this amazing, inspiring conversation with Dana Claudette. This episode is brought to you in partnership with Beauty Counter. You guys, as a beauty expert and makeup pro of over 20 years, I have legitimately sifted and sorted through endless amounts of beauty products from skincare to makeup, you name it, I've touched it. And, you know, high performance is always a priority to me. You know, when you're working on clients who are on the red carpet or accepting awards on live shows like the Oscars, things of that nature, there really is no room for error when it comes to performance. But as a total, you know, lover of health, you know, over the past decade, I became highly conscious about you know, the health aspect of products too, and really trying to steer away from skincare and makeup products that, you know, have chemicals and fragrances and ultimately health disruptors. So when I found Beauty Counter, you guys, I started playing with their skincare and their makeup products on me. I was so happy with the results. Not only, you know, did they totally deliver, but I legitimately felt better putting these products onto my skin. You know, what you put on your skin is totally affecting your health. And it's so important to really realize that. Not to mention the brand is really health conscious for the world, and I love that too, but that's just me. So check it out. You guys can now shop my personal favorites on blackbeltbeauty.com from Beauty Counter. You just got to go to the shop section, go to beauty, and you will find my favorites. And I'm continuously adding new products there as I discover more because the brand is just constantly you know, creating new amazing skincare products and makeup products. So as I learn about them, and as I try them and love them, I'm sharing them on the site. So check it out. Go to blackbeltbeauty.com, go to the shop beauty section and shop the beauty counter page from there. Let me know what you think. I'd love your feedback. And if you ever have questions about beauty, you know where to find me. DM me, Roxy Look or Black Belt Beauty. Lots of love, you guys. Dana, I'm so excited. This is round two and we just had a little pre-podcast podcast kind of. I was telling you <laughs> that it was so fun to go back and to listen to our first episode. It was episode 30. I'm definitely going to put the link in the show notes because 
just to take in you, your energy and, and the incredible information that was exchanged in that conversation was such a great feeling for me. And it was just, it it got me so extra excited to be here with you again. So thank you. Thank you. I'm really looking forward to this talk right now. I'm so happy to be back. I was like, of course I'll come back. This is incredible. It was such a great experience doing, doing the first one, the first round. And I feel like you're always so tuned into really a depth of getting things from people that are important. And it's so nice to kind of be challenged as a person on a podcast. Sometimes you're just answering questions and sometimes you really have to think about what you're saying. And I deeply appreciate being here. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah, you know, I feel like our dialogue is so easy between us. Um, you know, it's, it's funny because I was, let me, let me start with this. Um, you know, I am an artist. I'm particular about my space and I'm, I'm thinking deeper, especially knowing I'm going into conversation with you. Um, I, I'm very sensitive, meaning I feel, I can feel uh, messages behind words. I can feel energy. And then when I think about my home, I'm very sensitive to my home as well. Like before I'm in a podcast, I'm very neat in general, but like, I want things to feel very fresh, vibrant, put away, organized. I mean, you can't see my bedroom, neither can our listeners or viewers, but I know I can feel it's that feeling piece. that's so potent. And I'm really excited to talk to you about lots of things, but specifically even that particular um, point of conversation that we can expand on. Because when I think of, uh, you know, feng shui, and I would love for you um, to first give like a traditional kind of, because I know that there's many forms, but like the tr- what is feng shui and then really roll it into your approach to it. And then really just kind of go back to this concept of you know, energy and feeling and how people may not be aware of it, but your home, your environment is affecting your feeling. So it's a bit, I gave you a lot to start with, um, but this is a great start. (laughs) So perfect. One of the things that I talk about a lot, and it's something that we could get into great depth with, but it's something that on a very core level, we are energetic beings, right? Okay. We all agree. I think everyone listening will agree. We are energy on some level. And we also have all of these different energy systems. We have people think of the chakras. They think of having an aura. Uh, Even your heart has a magnetic field, which has been studied and which has been quantified. And we're communicating Mm -hmm. not just with our words or our gestures or our eyes we're communicating with our energy. You've seen people who walk into a room and they're smiling and you go, something's wrong. Right. I don't know what it is, but something's wrong with that person. Mm -hmm. And it's because they're communicating that no matter what this all looks like, your home can look perfect Mm -hmm. and still be communicating a weird vibe. And that's Mm -hmm. what perplexes people. Sometimes they're like, I don't understand why Mm -hmm. your home is an extension of your energy field. Your home is where you are acting the drama of your life. (laughs) Like you need a place to be. So if you think of it as like mind, body, spirit, Mm -hmm. also place, right? You need a place to be. 
Right. So feng shui is the art and science of basically creating an optimal space for you to thrive. Some schools of feng shui have rules where you put this in this corner, this in this corner, this here, this there, this color here, this color there, or your birthday or your compass directions or something else, Yeah. which say what is optimal for you. Right. I don't believe in that because you are not a template. You are not uh, just like anyone else where you just do certain things and then boom, it's done. You have your own way of seeing the world. You have your own preferences. You have your own history and your own desires. So I found it was so lame to think that you just put a bunch of stuff in a corner and then right. luck's taken care of, or right. you follow these rules and you know chase the bad luck away and bring the good luck in. I don't believe in any of that. I believe in you. I believe in me. I believe in people's power. And I believe that the way that you talked about your space, the sensitivity to your space, the Mm -hmm. awareness of how it affects you, that is the magic of working with feng shui and working with place. So I've taken all that superstition and all of that template Mm -hmm. out of the mix because it's simply not valid. More than ever, we are striving, I think most of us, probably everyone listening is striving to be their most self-expressed individual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't happen by chasing luck. It happens by making luck. I love that. So that's how I feel about all these things. Now, when it comes to the thing that I think you mentioned, which is so powerful, even if you can't see it right Mm -hmm. now, it's still (laughs) affecting you is because basically everything around you is connected to you. Yeah. We form bonds with objects, even random things. If you've ever had a t-shirt, you can't throw away. You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) If you've ever had a blanket from your childhood that you'll hold on to forever, you know what I mean? And it seems so silly. Mm -hmm. And yet even the most random things we can hold on to because we create connections to it. Yeah. And so we're communicating with all of these objects. And just because they're behind a closet door or in a bedroom in another room or someplace else, mm-hmm. it's still a part of our energy field. That's so a so lot powerful. of my clients say, well, we don't have to include my garage in the house. Right. And I'm like, no, oh, yeah. of course you do. <laughs> the nemesis of my life. I've recently <laughs> just attacked it and it feels so good. But that is such a great example because yeah, you you can't see it. It's a garage. Are you kidding? There's so it's like a pebble in your shoe, you know, like low-key anxiety, annoyance yep. that's always like living with you until you address it, right? Yep. And so it's all of those things that I've seen just what the the many levels of what happens, even from something basic like decluttering, which I think has more research behind it, more science behind it now, backing mm-hmm. up all yeah. of these amazing things that happen when you clear clutter. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful because clutter can affect you in so many levels. Decluttering can make you more creative, can help your stress levels, your actual stress hormones. This is all science. Uh, decluttering can do so many things to make you focus more to make you feel better. One of the reasons why you probably love to clean your home Mm -hmm. completely is that focus that you got and that feeling of being present. All of these things have actual scientific studies behind them now, because it's something 
practical that people could wrap their heads around. Um, and I'm so glad that there are so many studies because it's really propelled people to see, okay, this is important. Like I right. can't just leave it in the closet, leave it in the garage. I have to actually confront this. Uh, but part of what I think is interesting and what I think is uh, unique about working with feng shui is what happens after you declutter. Mm-hmm. You know, you could condo your house, which is beautiful and amazing, but yeah. then what? Right. Then you have right. all these things to optimize, to energize, to activate, to create. Um, right. So it's really about creating this whole rather than just eliminating what you don't love. Right. Um, but how do you then structure what you do love? I love that, you know, cause I, okay, look, you're, you're a feng shui pro. Um, you know, how I see you, you're, above all, you're an artist and I see you as an energy artist, someone who is not just, um, focused on, um, an external harmony, but an internal harmony and really synthesizing both because the truth is like to validate everything you just said is that it is, it is, um, an inner outer experience. I mean, we are living an inner outer experience, right. In, in life period. So, you know, it is so important to realize that your, uh, external space is influencing your internal space, but you know, what else is cool that I noticed. So when I was, um, a young, when I was a young girl, I'm forever young. Let me, let me say when I was in my teens, you are now. You know, I know exactly. That's why it's like, I can't say it that way. You know, I'm 42 now, but in my teens, um, you know, when I would clean my room, it was shove everything in the closet, put everything underneath the bed, right? Like the pile of clothes and, you know, and then it was in my late twenties that in early thirties, like the third, the decades of my thirties is when really everything just started to just really change. Um, meaning specifically in my space, because everything just got more intentional, particular. I, I found that I needed and wanted and created more space, more space, more harmony. But what's so interesting is that during that period of my life as well, things were internally changing my, uh, my diet, my fitness, all of that was happening at the same time. And it's just fun for me to reflect back because one would think if you just noted, like put, you know, paid attention to me as a teenager, you would never necessarily put together, you know, that girl who used to pile clothes in her closet and, you know, or under the bed. Now you walk into my home and everything has its place. Everything is intentional. I'm more of a minimalist. Um, and it's, it's really like how you do anything is how you do everything kind of thing. So I just, uh, I would love for you to talk about that even a, a, a little bit, because I know in your journey and we, you know, we dove into this in the, in the first episode, but you know, you, you've experienced, um, you had health issues, you know, back in the day and things that were really disruptive in this harmony sense inside of you. And that also did propel you to move towards feng shui and, you know, your, your whole, um, career life now. Right. Yeah. It's, it's interesting how, and I think it's beautiful that you naturally had this progression. You naturally realized when you, when you feel really good mm-hmm. and your outside doesn't match it, you're more compelled to change it. So that's inside propelling the outside, but also right. when you make the outside feel really good and you don't feel good inside, it helps you yeah. to come up. So I always say like your home is sort of like a life coach. Like your home is 
influencing you constantly. So if you're not feeling good or you're trying to make a change and it's hard to make internal changes instantly, like things take time to become habits and to become integrated. And I think people are way too obsessed with like overnight transformation. It's like, it just like all or nothing type of a situation. Um, it doesn't mean you can't be awesome all the time, but if you're changing deep habits and mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of things, those things take energy. Yeah, because you need, it's when, behavior change, essentially, yeah. right? A magic yeah. pill doesn't give you the behavior change. Right. right. But when you start structuring the space around you to support you, mm. then you don't have to think about it anymore. You don't have to be obsessing about it or remembering or reminding yourself. Um, and you just see it, you see it and you just feel more elevated and you feel more purposeful. And, you know, you might have like people say, Oh, crystals do this. I love crystals and the messages of crystals. I don't believe that a crystal makes you rich. Uh, but I do believe that a crystal with intention Mm-hmm. can be something you see and you're constantly reminded without having to go through some sort of long process. I love that. Okay, this is about my yes. power. I'm not sitting in my power right now. I'm questioning myself. Mm. If this is I put this to, on my desk because I wanted to be reminded mm-hmm. that amethysts are power sources. They charge everything. Uh, that's one of the things that amethysts do. If you put other crystals by it, it's thought to like clear and charge the crystals. They sort of generate their own vibes. Like there's so many beautiful things about amethyst. They're universally awesome. And I was like, this is what I want to feel about me. And I personally have a tendency to get burned out by too much excitement. I know that sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. That might be a conversation for another time, but (laughs) I've gotten burned out from being like, everything's amazing. And I've had to learn, like I put this on my desk to remind me, Mm -hmm. okay, get back to your center. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, yeah, everything is so great. Yeah. There are all these amazing things. Things are great. Um, but we need to, yeah, no, I get that over stimulus (laughs) and it happens and no one really takes it into account. People are like, oh yeah, okay. You're burned out from too much joy. Poor you. I'm like, believe me, I'm not saying poor me. I was just shocked. I didn't know why I was like exhausted, yeah. burned out. Like my adrenals were shot. I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, it's a what? harmony piece. I see the word that just will, I'm sure continue to come back throughout our conversation because it is still, um, I mean, excitement is, and, and nervousness, right. It's like the same, um, physiologically you feel the same thing, right? So it is almost like, it's like a healthy dose of stress, right? So I can see that, that, that could have, you know, that could be the case for you. And I love, that's one thing that I love about you. There were several things, but I do love the integration of the science and the, you know, sometimes when we think about feng shui and crystals and I don't know, you know, it could be this very kind of hippie, like, oh, it's all, no, there's science. There's science, there's truth to this. Like when you're talking about decluttering, which I want to, I really want to unpack with you. Um, you know, this is really valid stuff. And it's, I love your approach, you know, even going back to the piece about luck, um, you have a very, very, to, from my, um, 
what I've discovered about you and, and, and really just kind of paying attention to others, you have a very unique approach. You have a, a very unique voice and methodology um, with feng shui that I personally just really love and value because I am someone, I'm a science geek, um, but I'm also, you know, I'm an artist. I'm a creative. You are an artist. I mean, you went to Stanford. Um, you, you've got your, was it degree in art history? Am I remembering mm-hmm. that correctly? Which is so amazing. And, but, and it's interesting, you know, that's not far-fetched to me. To me, it all makes sense when I think about you and what you're doing now. And then to have that as your background, um, specifically because your unique approach is, like I said, you are in, in my opinion, you are an energy artist and you, what you do with your own life and how you guide your clients and the people that work with you is you know, how do you synthesize this inner outer harmony and you do it with this creativity, um, with a a bit of mysticism, but science is so integrated and I love that. So, um, the piece with the crystals was so powerful and I think a great, you know, uh, place to go back to and really unpack is the decluttering piece, because I have to say this before I, I pass over the mic. There are times I loved what you said about your, your home, your environment is like a life coach. You know, I'm an empowerment coach. I'm here. My, my, I'm in the arena of self-mastery. That is what I guide my girls in, right? Self-mastery. And there are times where one might not realize like your distress, your frustration, this feeling like go clean your room, go, go wash the dishes, do that pile of laundry that's been sitting there. Like, you're not realizing it consciously, but it's bothering you. You fix that. And it, even if it, it won't fix the issue at hand, like that, you know, it takes your vibration up. I would love for you to talk about that and specifically around decluttering, because like you said, it's powerful and there's more science and research coming out to really back this up, how it's affecting an individual. One of the things that I think it's amazing that you said, it's like when something's wrong, go clean something, go do something (laughs) like to me, it raises your vibe. It also puts you in the driver's seat of life. Like you're no longer the effect of life. So one of the things that is sort of key, there are three key ways that I work. One is with infinite possibility. The other is creativity and your creative awakening. And the third is your intention. And it's all founded on the idea that you're creating your life. If you want to believe that possibility is endless, that means that you are responsible for embracing and creating and moving into more and more opportunity Uh, and seeing all that possibility, right? It's not just infinite possibility. Come find me and knock at my door. (laughs) And one of the ways that you open up energy is by becoming more of the creator of your life and seeing in your environment, those things. Okay. Every time you said exactly what you said is what I I do personally. When I feel like, what am I doing today? I'm like, I'm going to put the laundry in and I'm going to wash the dishes and I'm going to mop the floors and I'm going to, and everyone knows when they call me and I'm like, I'm in the middle of mopping. They're like, she's starting something. Like that's how (laughs) I get myself into a space where I'm like in it, in the day. If I, I'd love to say I wake up every day and I'm like, creatively ready. Sometimes I'm like, 
what am I going to do today? Yeah, Especially yeah. now, like there's nowhere right. to go. Like, what am I going to do today? Like, right, right. Do? And I have all these things to do, but like, what am I going to do to make it awesome? Mm-hmm. And I will literally start mopping the floors or burning incense or lighting candles with intention or mm-hmm. cleaning the windows or doing something. Yeah. And, um, that's really the way in. It puts you in the driver's seat, like being the creator of your life. So I ask people often, do you feel like you're creating your life or do you feel like you're sort of responding to things that happen? Mm -hmm. And for most people, I'd say, especially people who have been working on their own personal development, most people are like, oh, I create my life except maybe for this and this and this and this. So it's kind of a mix. It's not an all or nothing situation, but it's about looking at those places where you are kind of just accepting what comes to you or feeling like you have to be chosen or picked or, you know, somehow discovered or someone knocks on your door or luck arrives. What are those areas? And declutter all the stuff in those areas of life. And get into the driver's seat in those ways. And that to me is where amazing things start happening because you start realizing, because I don't think anyone is a hundred percent, no one would be listening to a podcast like this if they weren't interested in being in the driver's seat of their life. But it's about really seeing, and we all do it. I'm, I'm doing it too. I have areas of my life where I'm like, it'll just work itself out. It'll just (laughs) figure itself out. For years, that was like my whole fitness thing. I've always had this thing where it's like, oh, it'll take care of itself. I'm healthy. I'm fine. And then finally this past year, I was like, well, the start of 2020, I was like, and I'm going to be doing Pilates and rebounder and all of this stuff like (laughs) every day. And I'm not doing this anymore. And it was so interesting to put myself in the seat of all the people who I'm talking to all the time in a big way, in a place where I resisted it, which was fitness, which is, I know that's a big part of your journey. And I was like, I haven't done this in so long. I feel my posture is so strong. My core is so strong. I can do all kinds of things I couldn't do before. What was I waiting for? Like, what was I thinking? And so I'm always looking for new ways to find places, especially the ones where I've been resisting yeah. to declutter and to create the space and to really, I had to set up a part of my house that has like Pilates mat, my zoom stuff, like all this, <laughs> like, I was like, I have to do this. Yeah. I got a rebounder at the start of the quarantine. I was like, I don't have the choice to sit this out. Like I'm doing this. I love that. And I'm so and happy you're doing that. It, it was just... weird. Cause at first I was like, am I going to be able to do this? I could bounce for like five minutes. And then all of a sudden I was like, I could bounce for 20 minutes. And I was like, that is a good feeling. The progress. Feeling. Yeah. Well, and let me just draw a parallel here. You know, when I, um, oftentimes on my Instagram stories, I talk about, you know, I get up and I always move first thing in the morning and, and that looks different every day. Um, it, you know, it doesn't have to be the full on training session, but movement sunlight is after meditation, journaling and reading is essential. It's part of my morning ritual. And in my stories, you know, I'll say like, I'm about to get into my body because that's literally what I'm doing. I'm getting into my body. And I talk about this, this is teamwork here, right? But you got to activate, you have to, you know, get connected. Um, because it's not this thing where, okay, I'm just, you're, 
to be very conscious and present and to be very unified with this system of systems, you have to, you have to get into your body. So now when we think about the home and the home is like a body that you're living in, it's like, it's exactly, it's part of your energy field. Exactly. And it's getting into your home, feeling at home in your home. And so all those things that you tell people to do, wash the dishes, do the Mm -hmm. laundry, like all these things. It's like, how is that going to help me make money? How is that going to help me do this? How is that going to, I promise you it's going to help you. Yeah. Um, And yeah, do it. You know, um, it's so, no, it's so true. And there's two things I want to say about that. So one, um, one of my amazing, um, uh, girls that I coach, she had, it was like a, so I'm the girl who doesn't want any dishes in the sink. Right. I, my kitchen is clean. I clean while I cook and I wake up and I love waking up and there's a clean kitchen for me to make my herbs and my whatever. I love this about, um, this particular uh, client of mine. She's like, you know, at night I leave a few dishes in the sink because in the morning when I wake up, this is my time. She uses this because cleaning is very meditative. That's how she meditates. Like she'll go and she, cause she could drift. And, you know, I imagine like when you're, you know, what am I going to do today? And you're like, okay, I'm going to clean the floors. I'm going to, it's like, you're putting yourself in this mode of meditation, right? Can you speak to that? And then I want to talk about abundance in the home, but I thought that was such a cool, unique approach of hers where I'm the opposite of that, but I really respected that. And I would love for you to kind of just, um, you know, unpack that a little bit, because I think there is something to be said about this whole kind of meditation experience that one can have when they're cleaning. Well, it's so interesting again. And that example points perfectly to the idea that we're all so unique. Like, you know, you can't take someone's process away from them. You can like, I feel like so many people are fighting against their nature and that's, what's causing the most issues. Like it's so hard when you're trying to force yourself not to be someone else, but to behave like someone else where there's this one suit of wellness. There's one way to move. There's one way to think there's one way to eat, or there's several ways, but you've got to pick a lane. Mm. Your lane is you. And so what is meditative for you? Like I talk about this a lot. Some people I know have a very difficult time sitting down and closing their eyes and meditating. It's just not their thing Right. right now. Right. And so they think, well, mindfulness is not for me. And I'm like, no, there's so many other ways to be mindful, draw, paint, doodle, go for a walk. Like just take your headphones out. Don't bring your phone with you. Like just let yourself like just be, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, or shut your phone off, keep it with you if you want, but just let yourself be, don't try to achieve anything. Just give yourself some time to like daydream lay on the couch, look at the ceiling, like play with your animals. All this stuff is meditative. It's not just, of course, there are benefits Mm -hmm. to closed eye meditation and different forms of Mm -hmm. it, but not everyone is there or wants to be there or operates that way. Right. And I think that's so important to acknowledge. That's why I don't go into someone's home and say, put this in the corner, put this here. You must do this. You must do that. Cause it's like, no, no, it's not one not size my fits home. all. Right. Uh, I had a woman who had to paint, she had her home feng shui and she had to paint one of her rooms brown, like brown. Wow. And I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Tan, maybe um, brown. That's interesting. And before, well, before she, before she wanted to work with me, she was like, you're not going to make me paint my house in different colors. Right. And I was like, no, why? 
And I, and people, this, that's one of like thousands of people asking me because everyone thinks there's just one way and one good feng shui and one good way to meditate and one good way to do these things. But ultimately at different points in your life, probably what was meditative for you is no longer meditative for you. Totally. Well, that's another thing I love about you. You are very, I mean, you flow, you're very harmonized with nature. And, and another word that comes to my mind, um, and, and this is everywhere with you on your Instagram, your, I love, I can't, I want to talk about Mercury retrograde with you. I mean, we're in it, um, because you have the, mo- I've never heard anybody talk about Mercury retrograde. Like you, the word that I wanted to say is empowerment. You are very empowering in all of what you do, you know, your approach, um, the, the, you know, the way you share things, the way you create, it's just, it's all leading an individual to empower themselves. Like you were saying to be the creator of your life, actually to be living, you know, um, on purpose and not just by default, you know, and not just reactionary to whatever life's throwing at you, but to be calling in that, which you desire. And I love that about you. It's so, it's so unique. Um, especially when we think about, you know, the typical kind of feng shui, like you said, it's like, don't put a mirror, you know, over there because it's like, who, I mean, yeah, we don't have to go into who created that, but it's just to say that I really value how you really work with, um, not just an individual's energy and to empower them, but also taking account that things change and you don't want to be, you want to be fluid and moving, like nature, right? That's how you're going to optimize and and keep yourself feeling great. Yeah. One of the things that I've done for years is I I do these feng shui camps and they're these inexpensive programs that are eight weeks long. And once you're in them, you can come back. So now people have come back for seventh year at this point. That's right. And it's like wild to think about that, but it seems like it was yesterday, but every single time you go through the material and every single time you look at your home, you're working on whole different things. Like I thought maybe I need to redo the whole program. I've added things over the years because I'm never satisfied with ever. I want everything to get bigger. I learn new things, but I see that even me going back to the material, I'm looking at it with different eyes. Like there's nothing, there's nothing that ever stays the same. You're either going up or you're going right. slow you're, down or down. Right. You you're want to devolving just, versus you want evolve. to just keep it all on an on a, a great pace of evolution that feels good to you, but also that is connected to you, that's not outside of you that you're forcing upon yourself. And yeah, I think I don't know if you know this about me or if I don't remember if we talked about this last time, but one of the ways I got sick was from wellness. <laughs> No, we did. And please go there. No, we did talk about, and it's so good. Um, And and it wasn't, and I I say this, you know, not to blame anyone or Mm -hmm. certainly not to point fingers at people. It was my approach to everything. And I think it's an approach that's um, now that wellness has gotten so popular, this Mm -hmm. happened to me 16, 17 years ago, but now that it's become so popular, what I was doing was considered underground and weird and people thought it was crazy. But now um, it's so common that I think more and more people are having this happen, which is I thought somehow, some way I, I thrived in academic environments. I thrived in structured environments. And in real life, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know Mm -hmm. what I wanted to do, how to structure it, how to bring my energy places. And I wasn't satisfied with any of the work I was doing. So I thought, 
there was something I was working in the arts. It was doing all these cool things, but yeah, there was something that must be broken about me. It had to be my childhood. It had to be all these problems that I had. I had, uh, you know, all of these things that were real. I had a lot of, we all have real struggles Mm -hmm. and I thought something broke me and I was going to fix it and I was going to do whatever anyone could tell me how to live. So I went on this like journey literally Mm -hmm. of people tell me how to live, tell me how to eat, tell me how to think, tell me how to do this, tell me how to do that. And I would hire, I would work with, I would follow, I would go to, I would show up at anything and everything under Mm -hmm. the sun that could give me that. I wanted this, this answer. Right. And so I found myself just going, I was all in with everything and like Mm -hmm. 12 things at once. And I was nonstop, absolutely 100% committed. And you're thinking, most people are thinking that sounds great. It wasn't great, especially when it was all about getting to this infinite place that didn't exist. This place where I was going to be magically fixed. And then suddenly I'd never have a doubt about anything I was doing. And all the answers would be there and everything would be fine and la-di-da. No. Instead, I drove myself pretty much crazy. And I was so, I was at a level 10, just everything fell apart. Like you name it, every single thing came crashing down on me. I wasn't sleeping enough. I wasn't doing, I was running. I was running around. I was physically running, hiking, Mm -hmm. doing all those optimizational things. I was doing all this spiritual work and other things and everything I could possibly do and cleansing and diets and fastings and things. And I collapsed. And I found myself in the hospital uh, through a series of events that had nothing to do with what anyone did to me. It wasn't like one person led me down a wrong path. If you go to people who specialize in telling people how to live, they will tell you. And so I just took it all in. I was like, tell me, tell me, tell me. Um, This was my creation. And I basically created my rock bottom where I couldn't work. I couldn't do anything. I had this huge autoimmune reaction and I was just leveled out. And it was when, you know, that cliche quote at this point from JK Rowling's rock bottom is a solid foundation upon which I built my, you know, whatever my empire. Whatever. Uh, yeah. Was uh, <laughs> that was what I don't remember the full quote, but it was that rock bottom truly where I was like, what matters to me? What the hell am I doing? I'm never going to be perfect. I'm never going to have this fixed. I'm never going to figure this out. Maybe I'll go back. I thought I was going to, after that, I was like, maybe I'll just go back to having a normal job and I'll get a PhD and I'll go be a professor somewhere or something. I don't know. All I knew is that I was going to follow my energy from there on out. And I was my being well for real well, not well in some fancy way that involved a lot of things that were really right. Strenuous. Yeah. Uh, but really well was my first priority. And so I had to figure out how to heal myself, Mm -hmm. which was one whole process that took like a year and a half. And then out of that, I found feng shui, but I couldn't hire someone to do it for me because I knew my tendency. 
that I was going to have someone come. They were going to tell me what to do. I was going to follow it. I was going to get obsessed with, did I do it wrong? How do I do it better? How do I do this? What's lucky? What's not lucky? I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not giving away my power to another belief system or another person. And that's when I just said, I'm just going to study this myself. And that's when I learned. And then I started experimenting and I just did it for free for years and started putting my own things and taking things away. And I was like, if you're not paying me, mm-hmm. then I could do whatever I want. And you just mm-hmm. tell me what happens. And so people were into it and it worked and it kept working and certain things didn't work. And I learned, but mm-hmm. it just evolved. So this isn't just like I woke up one day and said, here's my method. I figured it out in my head. (laughs) It was like years and years of doing this for fun Mm -hmm. and realizing as I was doing it, every time I helped someone else, my life changed too. Mm -hmm. And I was like, this is really cool. And so it kind of found me, but that's how the whole thing happened. I had given away my power to so many people Mm -hmm. and to so many belief systems And again, no one forced me to, this was my choice. Right. right. And I see people making these choices all the time. And I'm like, Oh, just trust yourself. Ladies. I am so excited to let you know that Queendom Black Belt Beauty's exclusive membership community for women only has officially opened her doors and is welcoming new members. Queendom is an exclusive community of high-minded, empowering, supportive, badass women who are all on a mission to live from their fullest potential in life. This empowered space is monitored by me personally to ensure that it is non-toxic, non-competing, and an inspiring, energetic environment. What this membership includes is one monthly live Zoom call with me, where I take you on a deep dive and a specific focus for the month. So think topics like self-love, self-confidence, and vitality. These topics are vital to living from your fullest potential in life. So these talks are going to support you to get more clarity on them and help you to develop and strengthen your relationship with them in your life. You get one monthly challenge that is specific to the focus for the month for stronger development and progress in that area. You get a monthly workbook with a summary of that topic and journal prompts around the subject. You get a variety of intentional meditations that I create to help you get rooted in specific areas of yourself and your life. You get exclusive Black Boat Beauty Radio podcast guest content for Queendom members only. And ladies... I love to have fun, so you can expect to have a lot of it in Queendom. There will be several pop-up virtual events, including more live coaching sessions with me, beauty sessions, training sessions, cooking hangs, master classes and Q&As, all with high-level guest experts. You also get my VIP high-performance vault, so think my top tools that I rely on to feel my best, to look my best, and to perform my best in life. Above all, you get community and accountability support from the incredible members of Queendom who are on aligned missions to live from their fullest potential in life. You know, one of my favorite quotes that sums up my aim with Queendom is this one by Reid Hoffman. No matter how brilliant your mind or strategy, if you're playing a solo game, you will always lose out to a team. You guys, I want you all to be winning in your life from within and out. 
And I'm a firm believer that teamwork truly does make the dream work. So I've designed Queendom to be exactly that, a team of women who are supporting the best in each other to actualize their dreams into life. So the cost for all of this is just $40 a month. And that price is exclusive to this period of enrollment only. For those who purchase a full year of membership upfront, you get one month of membership for free. Investing in this membership is investing in yourself. So if you're ready to join Queendom, go to blackbeltbeauty.com to sign up or click the link in the show notes. Ladies, let's seek the fight together in 2021 as a badass team of empowered queens. Membership has its privileges. I can't wait to see you and support you in the queendom. That story really, um, uh, you know, affirms when I say that you you come from a place of empowerment. I mean, ultimately, that's what you pivoted. You know, you you were giving your power away, and then you started. You went. I, I actually, and I'll show you when we're done um, podcasting. But I, it's not out yet. I have the 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 um, example of it. But I, I designed my very first guided journal, and it's because uh, journaling is. I've been writing my whole life. And it's really exciting, and the the name of it is. Um, the title came out in one of my writings years ago, and it was this profound moment. Um, the title is "You Are the Path," and even in my coaching practice, I always, it's not about my way. I'm not here to give you my way. Sure. I'll share things that work for me if they resonate for some reason. Okay. Wonderful. I'm here to present the path that is in you, you, that is the most, because when I think about, you know, like living your story, as you're saying it, I'm like, you're essentially, it's not to say that external guidance doesn't have its place. It certainly does. Absolutely. But it it, it was almost like you were operating, totally correct me if I'm wrong, just kind of going back through the story. It's like you were, you were operating from such a place where you felt like there was so much lack that you were just trying to fill and fix and fill and fix. And yet inside, and I believe that we all have, or the larger majority, I never like to speak in absolutes, um, uh, but the larger majority, I mean, we have an internal guidance system. Um, one, you can call it many different things. I call her my intuition and my intuition at this point in my life is me 24, seven, 365. It's not a fleeting moment of oh, it's, it's integrated and it's integrated, uh, for a lot of reasons, but the, the primary reason that will go right to, you know, specifically where we were with you is that, um, I chose me, I choose the path that is me, the authentic me. I, um, you know, I, I am not, I call this, I take the scenic route in life. I'm not interested in the, you know, the shortcut, the fast route, because it doesn't offer the same experience and wisdom and all the things that you get. So I know, I'm sure even in your journey of healing yourself, I mean, that took a year, you said a year and a half or something that must've been a very, you know, powerful, um, year and a half for you in so many ways, not just to heal your body, but what was, you know, internally, emotionally, all of that stuff, how you had to have um, connected on a kind of higher frequency with yourself, essentially, is what I'm saying. Yeah, that's a, I mean, and what I, you know, you know, uh, how do I say, I don't want to say, oh, I'm sorry that that happened, but it's almost like, I can frame it like this. In when I was 17, I had three knee surgeries, 
essentially, long story short, that is what put me on the path to become a biology, to discover the passion that I have for biology, neuroscience, everything really related to human uh, potential. Um, but I, I went through painful years to, you know, try and get myself to homeostasis or to get it. So, you know, you had this rock bottom moment that, you know, I didn't feel good, but at the end of the day, when you look back, you're like, but that brought me to where I am. So I'm sure you honor that as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's certainly not a unique story that illness brings you to the world of wellness. You know what I mean? (laughs) I think it's how people assimilate it and how people work with it and move from it. And, you know, I, I just recognized that one characteristic and then I started to see it in other people as well. And I was like, it's not just me. And I started to see that this whole, there are lots of disciplines, this whole complex of disciplines Mm -hmm. that is literally about you follow these rules and then you get this result. And, you know, even strict yoga practices, which I have all the the respect for people Mm -hmm. who practice them and who feel connected to them. But for some people, physically, that's not even possible for them. Yeah. And so, you know, people used to feel like I can't do that. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. I can't do this. And I'm here. Like part of why I do this is because like, you really can change mm-hmm. your home, even in little small ways, you can shift things in your life. You don't have to shift them all overnight, but you can, and it doesn't take, there's a, that, that all or nothing or that big philosophy of like, yeah, deep transformation, instant, blah, or even not instant, but I'm not interested in transforming someone into someone else ever. I love that. No, I love that. And it's okay. So you just said several things are so important. I want to pull on, um, you know, I think oftentimes, um, well, first, let me just say this. I love that you are very, um, thoughtful about the process and it not being this fast forward, hurry up and get there kind of thing. I mean, when I think about my home, even from our last conversation, um, you know, this, so in like three years, basically my, my home has been through so many changes and, you know, about three years ago, um, you know, I just, I remember just really starting to go like, slow it down rather than just getting the thing that looks cute or pretty. And then like putting it, it's like, no, I'd rather stare at a blank wall until that one thing really comes to me. And I just have to have it because I'm so connected with it. And I, that has been huge for me. And now again, I am more of a minimalist. So, but when you walk into my home, everybody feels there's an energy. The beach is my backyard, but there's, there's, there's not a lot, but you can tell that everything is very intentional. It's there for a very specific reason, which feels good. Um, so I do value the, the not, you know, changing overnight process. And in that statement, I want to talk about something that I feel could be very valuable right now to a lot of people listening. I think a lot of times, um, you know, people can feel very overwhelmed by their home, right? Um, overwhelmed by all the clutter, by all the stuff. What are some, you know, if you have like a couple of pointers, strong tips to help someone just start the process, you know, to, to not be so overwhelmed because we know that then that nothing happens, right? Because this is daunting project. What are like one to three tips that you would guide an individual to take that daunting energy away and just put them into action? 
One of the things I think right now, specifically as we're filming this, as we're talking about this, that's overwhelming is like being at home so much. (laughs) Um, Even if you love your home, um, it's, there's a real, that's a real thing. And the energy can get heavy, even if you're not upset or fighting or having anything bad happen. It just, you really need to shake things up. So one of the first things I have everyone do is some form of energy clearing. I don't care what it is. Mm-hmm. It could be opening all your windows. If you live someplace like we live and we, you don't live on the East coast, yeah. um, opening all your windows can be amazing. Putting on a fan just for a few minutes. Even if you have like overhead fans in rooms, turn them all on, get everything moving. That's been just stagnant or you've experienced it so much. It feels the same, 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 same. Uh, that's one great place to start to get energy flowing. Also, you know, there are things like burning herbs, having, you know, incense, doing all sorts of energetic space clearing, but the biggest energetic space clearing is cleaning. So one of the best things you possibly can do, that's also practical, especially if you're feeling overwhelmed is to do a little bit of cleaning, not, deep cleaning your whole house, but maybe dusting. Dusting's a great one because it's minimal effort. If you have like a little feather duster or you have swifter thing, or you have like a microfiber or even a cloth of any kind, just dust down all the surfaces that are around you. Get up on things and dust. If you want to feel even more special, try to go from high to low because you don't want the dust to fall on things that you just dusted. So start with the high things and then move to the low things. Uh, whenever I forget that I'm like, damn, um, so, uh, start high, go low, then move your way down, dust things. And you will feel already a shift. One other way to approach this is to just start by cleaning the spaces you spend the most time in. Mm -hmm. So, uh, your workspace, if you're like zooming all the time, your desk, everything, get into a habit of cleaning it more frequently. Mm -hmm. Um, and that alone will make a huge difference. So once you have those little basics together and you feel like things are moving, start slow with things that you want to change. And I always tell people, start with something you do every day. Like it's those everyday things. Like you wake up, what's your nightstand look like? Do you have like 12 things on your nightstand books and things and things piled up? And you might think like, that's not so major. It is because that's you seeing first thing in the morning. I have all this stuff piled up here. I see it all the time. Like just make that your project for a day. Just put everything back into place like so simple. And then you can move on to something else and something else and something else and let things build naturally. Don't force yourself into some sort of like, I'm going to do this all tomorrow because that invariably is like trying to run a marathon in a day. Right. Right. train for a marathon in a very specific way where you build up and build up and build up. And sometimes you have a longer time, but you're rest days and taking days off. Like for anyone who feels like they're overwhelmed with any sort of project, that's a, like a big long-term project, go look up a marathon training schedule. (laughs) No, I mean it. Cause the, at the end, you're supposed to run all these miles all at once. Right. But in order to get there, you're running these little tiny increments of like, 
when I first started training for a marathon, which I never ran, but I trained, um, (laughs) you go, um, you go like, it was like walking for a mile, running for a mile and doing that Mm -hmm. for a week. That was like the first week I was like, how the hell am I going to be able to run? Like across all of Los Angeles, if this is what I can do today. And then soon I was doing like 12 mile runs. And I was like, how am I physically doing this? Like this wasn't possible before. So build the base, you got to build the base. Yeah, for sure. That's why I, you know, I have a saying, um, inches make the mile because I think oftentimes people are so hyper-focused on the macro, but you don't realize that the micro shapes the macro. It's literally what makes the, so it's like all these little choices that we make throughout the day, um, essentially make our life. Right. So going back to what you were saying, it's these, you know, what, because people feel like it's ineffective, that like you just said, how am I supposed to run a marathon when I'm only doing this? And then fast forward, you're running 12 miles because there's a process for a reason, right? So I love the nightstand, um, you know, example, because one might feel like really just that, like that's not gonna, no, it will. Because the more that you become acquainted with that space becoming vibrant and not cluttered and it becomes more of a habit for it to not live that way. And then that, you know, it's like the whole keystone habit thing. Then that starts to move throughout your whole house and everything, right? Cause everything affects everything. Um, so that's a great, great example. And I really love that you brought up, cause I didn't even think about this. It's like so genius actually, that we're actually having this conversation at this point. I didn't even connect that dot. Um, but the fact that people are more in their homes than they've ever been <laughs> Which really just puts so much more empathy. I mean, people are working from their home. I mean, I work from my home period, but um, it just puts more emphasis on the fact that, you know, your space really needs to be a space that feels good and you do have more control, you know, over it. Um, this, this, this actually is a great segue because I want to talk about abundance and how you can cultivate that in your home. I'll tell you this, Dana. So I have a whole Pinterest home, right? The next home. It's my neighborhood. Like I actually have pictures. I know the, I know the floor. I'm in med- meditation every day. I'm there. Um, and it's beautiful. And I, I really, really am looking forward to being in that home. Now I've been in my home for over a decade now. Right. And it's interesting. I, we talked about this in the last episode. I literally talk to my home. I'll come home and be like, hi, not every day, but like, I love my home. When I sit down to eat, it's ceremonial. I talk to my food and I look in my space and I'm just like, I love you. How could I not? You house me, you give me love, security, you know, pleasure, joy. Um, and, uh, so sorry, I start drifting, but when I think about my future home, where I'm coming from in that, like, as I'm channeling myself towards that home is not from, and everybody's home is different. So, but I'm just sharing my, my life, my example. Um, it's not because this home isn't good enough. I see that home as literally like the grown up version, the extended version of this. So it's all the love, all the beauty, all the, the joy. And for sure, things will be newer and things, but I'm saying like, I think there's something really special about being really harnessed in this feeling of fulfillment where I am. And of course 
I've cultivated that feeling. And that's what I want to talk about with you. Like I created my space, right? And so, because we know you can move into the most beautiful, expensive, brand new home. And it could just feel like shit. Like it just has nothing. It really comes down to you, the individual, the the person living in the home to create that energy. And specifically, I would love to talk about abundance. I mean, I know you have cash camps and just abundance is a big part of your conversation always. So if you could talk about that concept of, and, and really like how someone, maybe a couple of tips on like how to make your home feel more abundant and not necessarily, that doesn't mean you have to go drop a bunch of cash. So I love all of these things. And the fact that you cultivated such a connection with your space is really where it all begins. Like that kind of deep appreciation of where you are. Like, I think a lot of people are like, I hate my house and I need to get a new one. Right. And I'm like, that's like saying, I hate my relationship and I'm going to go find a new one right now. We all know what happens when you do that. You find the same one that looks different. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's just what happens. And it doesn't mean you have to stay in the relationship you're in if it's terrible, but it means you got to kind of reconcile all of those issues, whatever they are, mm-hmm. so that you can then move with, uh, you know, move yeah. on to and something truly new. Right. Uh, you can't kind of be wrestling with the old and bringing the new in at the same time. And that's why a lot of my clients at the very beginning, especially it used to freak me out. I used to think I was possibly doing something wrong. Again, I was, this is like for free. Uh, I was like, people would do their house and then they'd move and they'd be like, I just got a new place. And I was like, <laughs> I do something wrong. And then I realized they would move and it would be uh, it would be their neck, the progression and what all yeah. the things they did in their house help them to get ready for this next step. Now right. that doesn't happen as often these days, but what I do notice is that a lot of people think that moving, just like you think that the new job, the new thing, the new, whatever is going to be the solution to the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's going to fix all the things. Sometimes it is, but not until you've really reconciled all the things about the situation you're in now. And that's why I think it's so important to make the most of the space you're in, even if it's temporary, even if you're renting and you want to own a place or whatever it is, making the most of your place Mm -hmm. ultimately will bring you to the next space. And when it comes to abundance, I know one of the things you wanted to talk about was mercury retrograde. So there's a few things about mercury retrograde uh, and this one specifically, but I know this will probably be out after this retrograde is over, but mark it down on your calendars for next time. Uh, One of the things about mercury retrograde that I love is that it's really like a cosmic slowing down. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge thing for all of us. Like one of the things I was saying early on in this episode is sometimes I get so excited. I get like almost burned out from it. I have to like, yeah. Tone it down. <laughs> and, um, so when I, I recognize that <clears throat> like it's being present mm-hmm. is not just because you're in chaos or you're stressed. You could be really excited and busy with exciting things and still, not be as present as you could be. And so whenever there's a Mercury retrograde, it's like a symbolic slowing down, like slow down and pay attention to the details. And I find that the details, when it comes to an environment, Mm -hmm. sorry, I'm like 
It's okay. All of a sudden coughing for no reason. When it comes to an environment, the details are the magic and it's the little teeny tiny details. And I don't mean micromanaging your home. What mm-hmm. I mean is going through your home and looking for the one detail. And I pointed this out when I did a YouTube earlier. So that pot behind me, there's a new pot coming at the end of the day. Uh, when I got this tree, it had this pot. And ever since this tree has arrived, that's behind me, it has subtly made me crazy uh, because it has this grow pot. It has a great big label on it. If I were to spin it around and it has like a plate under it right now, as I'm waiting for, I couldn't find the right pot to get for it. And it was just a silly, petty, stupid thing. Now I, I didn't, I spent a very tiny amount of money on this pot. I didn't yeah. buy like a $2,000 pot. Yeah. It's like a basic, simple thing, but it was subtly driving me crazy yeah. and it grates on me. And just like, um, what used to grate on me was my light switch covers. Do you have light switch covers that are plastic in your house? <laughs> you totally just they bog, they bother me. Yeah. They're old. And I just look at them and I'm like, I'm going to change you. I swear I'm going to change you. (laughs) Even if you don't want to invest in new metal, fancy ones, you can actually just get a pack of fresh light switch covers for like a few dollars and switch them all out. And it might cost you four or $5 to do your whole house. Like those little (laughs) things. I love that you just pointed out that is one thing in my home that actually does. You just hit like a trigger. It's so, it's, it's forever because it's so universal. Like universally people are like, uh, especially like (laughs) sometimes I'm like really surprised because you don't think again, it's not things that are top of mind that you think about. Like the first thing that, you know, you do when you walk into a place isn't like, let me look at the light switch cover, see what they look like. like. You just flip them on and off, but you're seeing them mm-hmm. all the time. You're touching them all the time. It's a funny thing, the things we don't realize. And that's what I mean when I say the details. Right. And it doesn't mean to scour your home and nitpick right. all these little things. It's this stuff that just, you have a reaction to, like you yeah. have a reaction to your light switch covers. I have a reaction to that pot <laughs> that's going to become like part of someone's garden after my new pot comes today. Um, <laughs> emphatic about these details because usually it involves very little money or no money at all. Uh, Most of the time it's an awareness and it gives you an opportunity to make a choice that's deliberate. So if you were to go on, you know, to the hardware store and buy like a pack of light switch covers today and switch them out in your house, you would probably feel by the end of the day, like a whole new person. It's a weird thing. Dana, I have, I have two waiting. They, I bought two. I just haven't. Put them. There you go. I'm doing them today. <laughs> yeah. But see, okay. So I have to just say this too about you. Cause you, you, you have, and this is a big statement in this day and age, your emails are the emails that I read. I love getting your emails. Truly. They're just so thoughtful. They're so the frequency, the vibration of your emails are just so upbeat, so empowering. And, you know, um, you know, there's one, you know, you just like, cause we're in Mercury retrograde right now. And every time we're in Mercury retrograde and I get your emails, it's just, uh, it's so pleasant. And cause we, the larger part of the conversation around Mercury retrograde is like, oh my gosh, brace yourself. Like things are going to go wrong. And, you know, I don't, 
I don't like that. I don't like, first of all, like it goes back to everything that we're saying. It's like, no one's telling me what my life is going to be high or low, right or wrong. I, it's my mindset. It's how I'm directing my attention, my energy. So stop with this. You know, I do think there's something interesting about the whole technology things that can glitch, but just wanting to point out, um, you know, this, the way that you approach Mercury retrograde is so powerful and empowering. And I really love that you just put that in this conversation that it's just this period to really slow down and pay attention to the details, because that's more often than not what people aren't doing. It's just so easy to overlook or pay attention to the bigger things, but this is a great period. Like you're saying to not micromanage, like you said, but just like, just come into more of an awareness. And that's a beautiful practice, right? The muscle that you always want to be flexing anyways, right? Well, it's like those little subtle things, like, you know, to take it back to fitness, which is my new thing that I've really had. So whenever you're doing something new, you have to pay more attention to it. Totally. Which is why I love learning new things because it really gets me into a place. If we talk about meditative, to me, it's meditative to do Pilates because I've done a lot of yoga. So I kind of think I know it. So I go on automatic more often than when I'm doing something new and learning this has been so interesting for me because I'm like, Oh, I am acutely aware of things I wasn't aware of before. And I'm paying attention to all of these subtle movements and details. And how are my ribs and how are these things that I wouldn't do normally. And when you talk about cultivating abundance in all different ways, it's that whole saying, again, another cliche saying, you do the same things, you get the same results. When you start really getting into bringing more you to the -hmm. things that you're doing, Mm -hmm. they become richer. They become more dynamic. Like one of the reasons, and I'm always so honored when people say they read the emails, people for years are like, why do you waste your time writing these emails? Like you have so much going on. Like you have to write them all the time. I'm like, it's my most favorite thing to do. Like that's important to Mm -hmm. find that there are like most favorite things for you to do Mm -hmm. and really do them. And it doesn't matter what other people think, or if it's a waste of your time or not a waste of your time, like it's not a waste of your time if you are invested in it. And I feel like that's the energy in terms of your home and your life that really is attractive. Like an example I use all the time is who are you going to more likely to pick as your surgeon? If you had to have a surgery, a doctor who like, you know, is just like, okay, like whatever you need, I'm just going to do it. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 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 I'll get it done. Or someone who's like, I am so I've studied your case. I know exactly what's going on. I've been reading journals. I'm so passionate about this. I want to help you exactly with this thing. Mm. Yeah. There's no question. Absolutely. No. And everyone thinks business is like this whole big nebulous, but I'm like, no, it's literally who you would hire. Right. Is who's going to hire you. Like, it's the same thing. Like you feel so good. Even when you go to the grocery store to pick out produce and the Mm -hmm. produce guy's really into the produce (laughs) and he could tell you which thing to get. You're like, I'm going to go to that grocery store. And I hope that guy is there because like, I always get the best stuff. Totally. Start to see that you gravitate toward the things, the people who really care about what they're doing and who really bring themselves to what they're doing. even in weird ways. You know what I mean? Like it might be completely unrelated, but you just go, yes. Yeah. I get this. 
Right. You know what I mean? I want to be here. You go to get coffee from the person who always has something cool to tell you about that they write on the internet. You go and do something else with someone who you have a connection with people who bring themselves to everything. Totally. And that is in your email. Like the, I mean, your emails really exude that passion and that authenticity and you're, you're just, you I can feel that you're, you're in a state of joy when you are, um, crafting, creating these emails it's felt. And so it's, it's truly like, you know, there, obviously your, your, all your information will be in the show notes, but I really want to encourage our, our listeners and our viewers to, to go and, and subscribe to get your emails because they are, you know, they're just like a little burst of love and, you know, higher vibration, positive energy, um, to take in, which, you know, and these days it's like, we're inundated with emails. So I, I, it's a very big statement and it's obviously very honest. Um, I've got, I've received your emails for years now and I just, I love them. I'm so honored. And, you know, I, I guess that's the only thing I could say about them is that I truly love them and I love, and usually I write about a lot of things that I'm doing and I, you know, that's, I think, forgotten about a lot is like, you matter. Even if your job has nothing to do specifically with you, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, even if you're doing something that might seem like it's not your passion, you still matter. You're still doing the job. Your energy goes behind the things that you're doing. So it's this, how you approach your home, how you approach, as you said earlier, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Yeah, It's that little bit of extra the, the little bit of extra detail, the little bit of extra presence that mm-hmm. communicates and starts to open new doors. And I'm a big believer that if you start with where you are, yeah. you will make tons of money. It's not about necessarily for everyone quitting their job and starting a whole new thing and going into the wild. It's like, start with where you are, use what you have. I love that. So you know, I know you have, um, I, I did your cash camp. God, I want to jump in again. It's so fun. Your camps are fun. I, you have a couple of different ones. Um, the thought just came to my mind, you know, when uh, I think another, um, kind of daunting, um, thought for, for some people when it comes to home outside of like cleanliness and decluttering is design. And, you know, because, you know, some people aren't naturally, you know, maybe creative or artistic and that I don't, I shouldn't say creative. I think everybody has a form of creativity and it's just tapping into it, which is what I feel like you, you know, support people to do, but some people could feel very, I, I have no sense of art or creativity. How am I going to create, you know, love in my home or, you know, would you, you, your camps are supportive to guide individuals. And obviously they're very, um, you have specific focuses for, some of your camps, but I'd love to talk about that a bit because I think it's a valuable resource because people could be listening to this, watching this and go, Oh my gosh. Okay. I really want to get my home dialed in. This is like, I've been wanting to do this. Okay. But I don't even know where to start. Okay. I'll clean. Okay. But then what, like, do I just go to home goods and like, just buy things and no, no. (laughs) Well, the easiest, the absolute easiest thing that you can do is once you have your home all decluttered and cleaned and all of that stuff, um, I have this very basic little ebook that you could go through and start intentionally setting up your home. It's feng shui 101. I'll send you the link for it. It's like, I just want, it's like accessible to everyone. The camps are a little bit bigger, but they're still 
very affordable and they're big um, in terms of material. There's cash, which is next this year. Um, then breakthroughs, which has to do with your alignment and up-leveling your life. It's a lot of chakra feng shui. And then finally, um, the love camp, which is so incredibly important. And then we start again with the decluttering catalyst camp. So it cycles through the year where there's always something that you can be focused on. Cause I'm a believer your whole life affects your whole life. So I have people who join the love camp and they make a ton of money or have some career breakthrough. There are people who uh, go to work on the breakthrough camp and declutter their whole entire universe. Uh, it's funny how each one lands for certain people, but, um, everything affects everything. Like uh, you go to work on one of the reasons why I think abundance is such a big topic is abundance. Yeah. We could say it's not all about money, but for a lot of people, it is specifically Mm -hmm. about money, but why don't, why people feel challenged with money can be because of relationships can be because of creative blocks or invalidation, can be about confidence, can be about a lack of clarity as to where you even belong or needing to cultivate talents. It involves your whole life. It's not just, oh, I missed the money class about something. (laughs) There's so much that that is awesome that when you develop all different parts of your life, it will make you more abundant. It's amazing. Um, And same thing goes for love. Like, Love isn't just because, you know, you happen to be in the right place at the right time and meet a a specific person. Mm -hmm. It's all the things you love in your life. It's how you feel about yourself. It's all of those different aspects that involve everything, including money, including your self-value, including your family and your legacy and your wisdom and the whole picture. So um, I think everything is integrated. And I always tell people, follow what feels best to you, even if it feels like it's completely unrelated to what you need right now. Like I know people who really needed to pivot their careers last year. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that they did was take like a painting class, like a little painting class or a little drawing class. And, and they were being criticized for it, but that was the stuff that got them into a headspace to make a shift. It's not that you have to just be so linear, really follow your feelings and it'll guide you to things that you wouldn't expect. I love all of that. Dana, so many things about what you just said were so powerful. I'm jumping back into cash camp. Like I want to go through it again because it's so much fun. And I love, you know, my whole brand is holistic high performance, holistic, very important emphasis on that word because everything affects everything. So if you... And I think it's so powerful how you said, like, one might not recognize that you might be thinking, oh, the way for me to make more money is, you know, to do the money class and to save the money and to get job or pay, I can get paid more. Um, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe it's, you know, you have to fix things internally. You need to kind of take care of your environment and your relationships and because everything is energy. And so all of it, like you said, so beautifully and powerfully is going to affect everything else. So I really love even the focuses that you have, um, in with your, your, your camps. And also I want to just put this in, really to like um, illuminate what we're talking about and the value of it. You know, I'm a firm believer. I'm a geek. Uh, I wake up early and I read every morning and, I, you know, psychology, neuroscience, and I love learning 
number one. So like the process of actually learning. And number two, I really love what I'm learning and what it's doing for me in every aspect of my life. Um, I'm also a creative, right? I'm an artist and I do take time to really integrate, um, you know, obviously a journal, but I do draw and sketch and do other things like that. I think that it's so important to constantly enroll ourselves in some form of higher learning, like where we're always learning something and even um, also creativity. This is going to keep us younger. It's going to neuroplasticity, right? Which is something that, you know, we can keep, you know, gaining throughout our life. We have science to back that. Um, But also just of, of how it makes you feel internally and then how that is affecting every other part of your life. So this, I just want to put emphasis here to, to our listeners and our viewers, like, listen, if, you know, maybe it's not another course on, you know, how to, I don't know, whatever, like something like hardcore, like do something that feels more fun, more interesting, maybe more um, abstract. And, and so I just really want people to, you know, take advantage. I mean, you said you have cash camp coming up. What, can you tell me when that is? Is it March? It it's in March. And okay. then afterward is then it, it just rolls like every kind of like eight to 10 weeks. There's a okay. new month. Okay. Perfect. Cause this episode is going to come out at in the top of March. So um, I'm going to make sure that there's emphasis to, to go there, but yeah, I mean, as, as someone who, you know, my whole brand, everything that I do, this podcast is here to empower individuals to live from their fullest potential. And part of that is, you know, we have strategies, we have tactics, um, you know, information, but resources too, like, okay, what, what could I do? What can I get myself in? And I just think that, you know, um, I just, I feel so inspired by that, you know, you offer these incredible programs that can offer this to someone, you know, to get more creative, all the things. Yeah. One of, you know, you've done a camp, but one of the the things about them that I really value is that people use the work in their own personal ways. As I said, this isn't feng shui you can get wrong. And some people who join who don't know a lot lot about me, they're like, how do I do this right? I'm like, guess (laughs) what? You're never going to get it all right. There's no such thing. Um, And it's so freeing for people because it's very scary to do any sort of discipline that you're told if you get it wrong, something bad will happen or you won't be lucky or you won't. There's none of that in my whole universe, whether you read an email or a blog post or whatever, there are lots of ways to engage with the work. To me, the most important thing is that people use it. And so whatever it is, wherever you find any value in it, if you find any value in it, actually use it. And that to me is the greatest product. And there's all kinds of ways to expand on that, but, um, the camps are so much fun, but there's just the, the key is to use it and know that you can't go wrong. Um, one of the fun things that I've been doing, and I've been doing this all since the pandemic is I've been getting these little books. I have like a whole pile of them, all these little like manifesting kind of course books, like old school ones. Yeah. So this is my latest one and I'll share it with you because maybe you want to do it too. It's called It Works. It's like 30 pages long and it was like $3 on Amazon. I think it might've been $4. Have you ever seen it? No, no. It's like this little pamphlet and I put it actually in the camps to see if people had done it. And some people said they read it all the time and it's done like amazing things for them. And I was like, 
So um, I'm always looking for new things and new perspective. And it's just so basic. And it's like basically the person who wrote it, who doesn't even give their name, R.H.J. Wow. Uh, That's amazing. Sold over a million and a half of them. Wow. And it's this little tiny thing. And apparently, if you do the steps in this little book, which are really basic, mm-hmm. apparently it works to manifest things. And it's stuff I've heard before, but it's very simplified. I like simple. So I'm going to do this and see what happens. And if anyone else who's listening, I'm going to do it. <laughs> email me and let me know what happens. Um, I'm going to find out what happens, but I thought it was really cool that, you know, it's not even real pages. They're like, you could see if you're watching the video of this, it's like a tiny pamphlet. You could probably fit everything in this book onto three pages and, um, it's stuff you've heard before, but sometimes you hear something in a different way or something distilled down into something so simple this is three steps in this book and you're supposed to be well, booklet, pamphlet, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, that that's it. And that's to it. me, I think things are pretty easy that we make more difficult. So this really resonated with me. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm totally going to order it and check it out. I want to try. I mean, it's just fun. You know, it's just as a curious individual, I'm, I am just very open and I like to, I like to experiment, you know, um, yeah. I'm going to check that out. I love that you put that in there. Thank you. It's, it's really fun to me just to have something new, like a new yeah. way to look at things, a new way to think about something. We've heard so many things over and over and over again. And sometimes they get so complex. Like the last moment I will give on abundance is like that idea of money blocks mm. yeah. destroys people's lives. Um, and yeah. I am all about, I understand there are limiting beliefs people have, and we all have them. I have them, mm-hmm. uh, ideas about money and all sorts of things and, uh, money traumas and all kinds of things. Yes. I have every single one of them, probably a million of them. <laughs> and I used to, when I, before I knew that these things existed, I always had a lot of money and I was always surrounded by a life, which was like very cinematic mm-hmm. and, uh, like out of a movie, it was incredible. And I never had a problem until I decided, like I said, that I was broken and I was going to go figure things out. And the minute I started getting so lost in this ide- ideology of not just improving, but basically took on this idea that until I get rid of all these money blocks, I didn't even know existed, that I wasn't going to make money, that I became for the first time in my life in debt for the first time in my life. So interesting. Messed up. And it wasn't just me. Clients since then have come to me and been like, what the hell is going on with me? I always had no problem with money until I started doing all this stuff. Why am I having these problems? I'm like, cause you're focused on all these blocks that don't exist. Like you're never going to erase your brain. Um, you can absolutely. And I think it's so valuable to do the work of letting go of limiting beliefs, Mm -hmm. but do not let that be the heartbeat of your life. Don't let that be that until this, then that it's just an amplifier. It just makes things bigger and better, but it's not totally, it's not the, until I get rid of my money blocks, I can't do this and don't focus on them. Like I love that. Like I'm telling you, I've seen it wreck so many people's lives yeah. uh, because it's such a dark 
hole where you could say, well, there was that time that someone said I couldn't afford this and then this, and then I had that happen. And then this money trauma, I lost right. that money. I made this bad deal. I had this happen. My parents. So you're just taking fighting. ownership of it. And anything that you're taking ownership, I mean, you're, you're literally, you're owning it. You're, you know, and I, I the thought that comes to my mind is if somebody's, let's just say they're, they're trying to call in more abundance, more prosperity, become more affluent, affluent, affluent. Um, and maybe it's not happening fast enough. Then the default setting could be, well, because I have money blocks because I have these, you know, so I'm with you like on limiting beliefs. I'm very particular about language period. Words are an experience to me, in my opinion. Um, so, you know, I don't ever use words that really operate from this sense of lack. Um, but, um, and I'm for sure I'm with you like throughout, cause I come from humble beginnings as well. And so there, I, I had, there were, not limiting beliefs necessarily, but the more of like language around mm-hmm. money. That was for me more of what I had to kind of, um, you know, get, um, into a better state, which I have, but I, I do think there's something so powerful about what you just said. People could get really like any habit, really comfortable with their issues. It can be even an issue that they are harboring. That's not really even an issue anymore, but you're harboring it because it, it's almost like giving you a reason why the thing isn't or is, and that becomes a comfort zone. And you're saying like, no. (laughs) Well, yeah. And I just, and I think sometimes people don't even know about this stuff. They they don't even know. And then once they discover oh, wait, I can eliminate my money blocks and become more prosperous. That is absolutely true. You will absolutely become more prosperous as you work on this, but not if you get wholesale invested in this because it's going to be really maniacal because it's, you're never going to get rid of all of it. You don't need to get rid of all of it. I know tons and tons and tons of people who are very, very wealthy, who have plenty of hangups about money. Totally. Totally. No, it's so uh, if you could, you know, reach a level of 0.01% and still be hung up on money and all kinds of other things, it's it's okay. Yeah. It's never, you're never going to have a perfect mindset about anything. It's just a matter of like really moving forward. And again, that whole sense of like creating your space, creating the things that you want. And like, I love what you said, like really building like yeah. building this life. Like it's so fun to actually build things. It really is. I think it's just the, you know, it's just more fulfilling. You know, you're really a part of your process. And when you are a part of your process, you can extract more of the nuanced pieces of the process and just everything. You're just more integrated. You can feel more. And, you know, this to, in my life, I mean, this is what, uh, you know, um, everything that I've, come to gain in my life is the result of me being so integrated into my process, you know? So, so awesome. it's so, it's, I love this talk. Um, I want to ask you, there's two things I love to do with my guests before I wrap out. Um, but before I even go there, is there anything that we haven't spoke about that you want to live in this conversation? This was another home run with you. And I really, again, I want to just, um, you know, guide people. If you haven't taken an episode 30 with Dana, you need to go back and listen because it was so killer as well. But is there I'm going to go else? back and listen. Thank it's you. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. I loved it. It was so fun. Um, anything else though that you want to, to live in this conversation? 
I think we've, we've taught, you've asked again, such amazing questions. Um, if anyone has questions, feel free to reach out and ask. And I would say, you know, by all means, try some, try something first and see yeah. what happens in your space. Like really, I just can't stress enough. Like take a small action and make it something you don't force yourself to do. And, um, always reach out if you have questions, but just try to take things a little bit slower at the start. And for someone who's an all or nothing person by nature, Mm -hmm. uh, really getting that for myself has made things move a lot faster. So, um, if that's one word I could leave some, someone with, it's like paste. (laughs) <laughs> I love, well, you know, one of the things I, on my, in my wrap up that I like to ask my guests, and I'm wondering if this would be it, if you just kind of answered it, but um, one of the questions is, um, or the question is if you had a magic wand and you could give the masses one positive habit that would have a massive positive ripple effect in their life, what would it be and why? Oh, that's a really interesting question. <laughs> that's a really interesting question. If there was just one thing. Uh, self-love that, yeah. I mean, that's my whole brand is about that. Yeah. Self-love self-love. Um, yeah, I had done, um, I don't know if you've ever, this is, I, I done something called psyche. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, but no. it's a belief changing modality. It's really cool. Um, and I'm always, like I said, even though I don't dwell in these things, I always love doing anything, trying anything that's supposed to have an optimizing effect. And I did something in Psyche with a practitioner. If you could find a practitioner near you, um, they have a rundown of core beliefs and they kind of muscle test them on you Mm -hmm. to see what core beliefs you have in your subconscious and which you don't. And it was like, I love myself and my arm like fell down and I was like, but I do love myself. And it's like, but it's not an installed core belief in your subconscious. And that's common. It's like, 98% of the people who go do this thing don't have, I love myself as like one of their actual core beliefs. So we did a whole thing together to put it in my subconscious. Then I had to do these things to practice it. And I really did notice the difference in that one specific thing. And it stayed with me because I was so shocked. I thought it was just some people who didn't deeply integrate this idea of, I love myself. Mm -hmm. But when I heard that it was so common, I was like, "Hmm." yeah. And now it's one of the first things that I look at when I'm talking to people and I think about for my own self. So yeah, that's pretty much it. It's where all confidence comes from. Magnetism, all that stuff is like not caring what people think about you, not worrying if, you know, Yeah. You prioritize how you feel about you above all else. And that literally, I mean, it's, I mean, my, my listeners, my community know, I mean, that's one of the things that I'm most known for in my thought leadership is self-love. You know, it's part of my, my core teachings in it. And I love that you said that's where confidence comes from, because I have a whole 5S formula that, you know, it's sequential self-awareness, self-connection, self-love, self-confidence, self-trust, right? And this is really the path of self-mastery. And you really, um, when you have a deep sense of 
self-trust. You are so integrated in self. You have your core beliefs, your core values down. Um, and this is what, you know, how I frame it. It's like, it's what puts you in the arena to do the hard shit. That's going to help you build the confidence. And it's, that's, that's an operation that's coming from self-worth. Self-worth lives in self love. And so for fun, a fun offering, because I don't think um, you've heard me say this before, but I have this whole, um, it's really a concept that I've come up with, um, or rather a phrase, I should say, but self-love is the queen of battle. You know, she's, I love that. Isn't it so cool? Cause it's like, she is what is not only positioning you to do the hard things that are essential for your growth and to get to the things that you want to achieve and, uh, you know, actualize in your life, but it's also what's helping you. She's helping you in that process. So it's so, I just, I love that you took us there. I can talk about self-love and often do for hours for days. So I love that. Thank you with your magic wand. (laughs) Self-love people. So good. Okay. The last bit of this conversation is I have a series of words that I'm going to rapid fire at you. You do not have to be rapid in your response. It doesn't have to be a one word response or it could be, it's just whatever comes top of mind, top of heart. When you hear the words. Got it. Okay. First word is love. Passion. Next word is fear. Calm. Next word is challenge. Exciting. Next word is curiosity. Creativity. Love it. Next word is courage. Working out. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Next word is passion. (laughs) Food. Yeah. Two more. Um, Next word is resilience. Ooh, Mm. I think about art supplies. Oh, (laughs) that's amazing. Really? (laughs) Like that's so, I'm never, I I often get the ooh before when somebody gets resilience, but I've never heard art supplies before. So that's amazing. Um, Excellence. Final word. Everybody. I love that. You are amazing. Dana, thank you so, so, so much with all of my heart for the time, for the energy, and really for just how you show up in the world as an absolute empowering contributor, a force of life. I so appreciate you. And again, um, everything will be in the show notes, but if you want to direct people to your amazing Instagram, you know, your website, and then you also, I know we didn't talk about it, but it will be there with, um, the other, you know, the ebook and stuff, but you have a school that is about to launch school of intention for those who want to become a feng shui pro, right? So yeah. You want to just so, give shout outs? Yeah. Uh, really simple. Everything on the internet is pretty much the Tao of Dana, T-A-O, the, and then T-A-O of D-A-N-A. So you could find me pretty much everywhere as the Tao of Dana. Um, and the school and all the camps and everything are at feng shui magical.com. So feng shui, F E N G S H U I, and then magical.com. Thank you so much, Dana. Seriously, I'm looking forward to spending more time with you, whether it's online, supporting you, being in your camps, and just collaborating more with you this year. And again, thank you. Just thank you with all my heart for everything that you do and really all that you are. 
Thank you, Thank girl. Thank you so much. This was amazing to come back and it's incredible. And I love everything that you're doing. So this was amazing. Thank, Thank you. you so much. And um, I'm here, whatever you need. Okay. Awesome. Thank you, girl. To be continued. <laughs> Bye everyone. Thanks so much for tuning into this episode, you guys. If you loved it, please share it on your social. Throw it up on your Instagram stories and tag me. I'm at Black Belt Beauty. I am also at Roxy Look, R-O-X-Y-L-O-O-K. I love connecting with you guys. This is a conversation that I want to just continue growing with you guys. So if you feel inspired to hit me up, do so in that space. I always enjoy hearing from you. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can do so by rating it and reviewing it via iTunes. It's such supportive help, you guys. It really helps the visibility of this podcast. So I appreciate and thank you in advance for doing that. And last but not least, if you are interested in starting your own podcast, or perhaps you already have one and you need help with you know editing your audio and the production of it, I cannot recommend my producers enough. Resonate recordings, you guys, they are the bomb. I rely on them. They are an absolute supportive tool to me and my podcast. So check them out and let them know that Black Belt Beauty sent you. And on that note, you guys, I'm signing off with all my love and always looking forward to catching you on the next.